You're listening to the Open Court Podcast with Sidney Johnson, Bob Usler, and Joe DeSantis. An all-access pass to Fairfield University men's basketball. And we do welcome you back to another edition of Open Court with Sidney Johnson, Joe DeSantis. I'm Bob Huesler. We're going to spend some time today talking about the Boston College game. We'll preview the game coming up this Saturday against New Hampshire. And we're also going to welcome in our special guest for this week. It's Calvin Whipple, who came off or is coming off a great game at Boston College. And, Coach, let's start it off by talking about that Boston College game. Four-point game. They're yep. down four with under a minute to go. So clearly a winnable game. So let's talk about the things you did to put yourself in a position to win that game. And then maybe going forward, okay, these are the things we would need to do and learn from in order to close out and win a game like that. There was a lot of attention we put to uh, executing our half-court offense. There are some things that we felt like we could exploit. And um, the guys were sensational um, in doing that. There were certain looks that really opened up the court and allowed us to get a lot of wide open shots. Um, we, d- despite Calvin's terrific performance, Felix and Landon were off. It's fair to say they were three for 19 uh, from the three point line. Um, but a lot of the looks that they got, we, we were thrilled about. And if you watch the tape, you know, our, our bench is up and, and, and ready to applaud a make and it, it just didn't get there. Um, I thought our turnovers hurt us in the first half. And I thought we were terrific in the second half, um, you know, tightening that up. So we had 12 in the first half. We had three in the second half, 15 overall is too many. And I thought that hurt us. Um, Itis was very, very good off the bench. Um, you know, I'd say terrific off the bench. And uh, like you said, a minute and a half to go. Um, Kevin had a big shot. Um, I think he thought it was down as much as anybody in the gym. Um, it just didn't quite get there. And, um, you know, we, we weren't able to put ourselves back in a position. We even had a, th- a three with 30-some-odd uh, seconds um, to cut it to three, and, and Landon missed that one. Um, the guys competed. First four minutes, we didn't rebound well. We got into the game, um, and then I thought we were really good, and there was a, a whole lot of good things for us to build on. We're going to circle back to that and talk more about um, the Boston College game and, more importantly, looking ahead and some of the things that you see as encouraging signs as the Stags get ready to close out this non-conference season. But we do want to bring in our our guest for this week, uh, Calvin Whipple, who is a Fairfield freshman. And uh, one of the big reasons that Fairfield was in a position to win that game at Boston College, playing in your home state of Massachusetts, Calvin. First of all, uh, welcome and thank you for being here. I know you have other things coming up uh, within the hour, so we'll get to that in a moment. But Wanted to start it off by asking you, how did Fairfield get on your radar? When did Fairfield University become uh, a school of interest to you, both from a basketball standpoint and an academic standpoint? <clears throat> well, it was always on my radar. Coming from Massachusetts, I knew who Tyler Nelson was, uh, just following him through the grassroots circuit. And then later on when I was in high school and then uh, – uh, junior summer and the AU circuit, they started following me and coming to all my games. And from that point, uh, after they extended the offer, I was really considering it and using examples like Tyler Nelson, who I feel have a, me and him share a similar style of the game of how we play. I thought it would be a good fit. So then I looked into the academic side of things coming from Northfield Mount Hermon, which is a great academic institution. I wanted to make sure that I was going to a place where I would be challenged athletically and academically and 
you ended up in Northfield, North Herman, mm -hmm. uh, Mount Herman, after a year at your uh, public high school, local. That was a tough decision for you, wasn't it, to, to make that transition and spend – how many years did you spend at Northfield? I spent four years at Northfield, Mount Herman. So I did one year of public school. Um, athletically, I wasn't really challenged, like, in the division that we played high school basketball at. I was, like, the tallest kid as a ninth grader. And so I thought that if I continued to stay at that uh, school, like, I wouldn't be able to pursue my dreams of playing basketball at a higher level. So I decided to, you know, move out – move out of the house at the age of 15, 16 to attend a boarding school. <laughs> Difficult decision for somebody to get out of his comfort zone. Mm -hmm. w were there times that it was difficult for you and you started to second guess it? There were times, but in the end, uh, you know, you just got to stick with your gut. And I felt if I stayed at Northfield, I would reach my dreams and it uh, turned out okay. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, I would jump in and just say John Carroll is, is the coach there at Northfield mm -hmm. Mount Herman. Uh, is one of the best Division three players that's that's played in a long time. D2. Um, or D2, <laughs> thank you. Um, and he has developed a number of college uh, men's basketball players, sent them, you know, all across the country at high levels, you know, Notre Dame, Ivy League, Fairfield, um, he does a phenomenal job of preparing them and takes a lot of pride in coaching them hard and well so that when they get here as freshmen, they're ready to roll. And Calvin has been as prepared as any freshman I've ever coached just in terms of being able to perform day in and day out, be mentally locked in, um, smart kid, the whole deal. Um, it's, it's really shown what they do there. And John Carroll, former outstanding player at uh, Assumption College. You got, got it. A D2 and um, has been at – Northfield Mount Herman for quite a few years and so Joe I'm sure you have also crossed paths with John during your career oh yeah I have and certainly uh, my recruiting uh, endeavors but I've been to Northfield Mount Herman and uh, it's a beautiful campus it's the middle of nowhere so if you're going to go there you're going to go there for a couple of reasons <laughs> get your grades up and play basketball and uh, there's not a whole lot else you can do but kudos to you Calvin for doing that for four years I know I couldn't have left my house it was hard enough for me to leave my house when I was 18 to come <laughs> up an hour away from home to come here um, um, but what I want to know is um, what are the schools like so when you're when you're being recruited and coach mentioned a high level program you have guys that are playing at different levels so maybe you're not playing you know 40 minutes or 32 minutes whatever they play up there how was your – what other schools were involved? Who did you turn down to come to, – to, to make your choice to come to Fairfield? I turned down a number of Ivy League schools. Um, I also turned down – So you're that smart, huh? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> he's pretty right. smart. He's bright. No, he, he's the one, honestly, when we come out of a huddle, he's the one as much as any of the other guys re reminding the guys of what we talked about in a play, good. the little things. He's, he's also a great teammate, but, but keep on going, Cal. Some uh, American East Patriot League schools, and I was talking to the time at the time to some um, A10 schools, some uh, and some schools out west. The, the so. truth be told, we we did. Um, Calvin was one of our earlier commits in that mm -hmm. class, and and there was a fair amount of work that we did early. So um, he did have the Ivy League and the Patriot, and uh, you know A10. It, they were warming up to him a bit, but. We did some work to kind of shut that down, mm -hmm. if you will, and, and, and go all in. Well, Coach, you had mentioned that he was prepared, and I'm glad you clarified that he's a basketball guy. He knows the game. 
But when I first set my eyes on him practice way back when, I said, this dude is jacked. <laughs> so I, 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 you definitely passed the eye test. Okay, so kudos to you. What do you bench press? 205, 210. Is that good? That's a lot. Right? I have, I have no, you're it's, asking the wrong. Look at me. Take one look at me. You're, you're asking the wrong guy. It's good. How, how um, so you come in, you're like any other freshman, wide-eyed. You're looking to play right away. You don't get to play right away. Okay, how did you handle that? Then you come out with a great game against Army, and it continues to an unbelievable game against Boston College, seven for 14, seven threes. How did you handle that? Did you get depressed? Did you, did you ask, did someone advise you? Uh, what, had, what was the thing inside of you that made you uh, overcome the fact that you weren't playing? Well, I think it was, uh, I just looked back on my past experiences. Uh, being at Northfield my sophomore year, I was looking to get a lot of minutes, but then we brought in this kid, Andrew Playtech, who's, you know, he's a pretty good player. He's at UNC, so. Uh, so I just, you know, looked back to that moment, and I was like, all right, what did I do? I reflected on it, and I just like, I just got in the gym, put in my work, stayed patient, because I knew my time will come. And, you know, you got to trust your work you put in. You put in what you get out. You get out what you put in. Coach, I asked uh, Calvin how Fairfield got on his radar. How exactly did Calvin get on your radar and your assistant coach's radar? Good, good question. Um, I think a combination of two things. We're always keeping an eye on, on Northfield because cause of what John does up there, and he's always got guys that we, we really like. Um, that's one. Um, I know Tyson Wheeler was involved. Um, Cal played for CBC, the AAU program, and they do an excellent job. Um, and and I, I just – Really like shooting, <laughs> you know, and uh, there are some comparisons to, to Tyler Nelson, but Cal's got his, his own game, and, and there's some things there. He's, he's a bigger kid. He's a stronger kid, so we'll improve on his ball handling, but he can rebound. Um, he's a physical presence there. Um, but So there were some uh, similarities to Tyler, but some differences. And, um, yeah, I just enjoyed watching him play, and then when I got to meet his family, um, I, you know, we, we were pretty much all in. Calvin, when you show up at Fairfield after the Stags have mm -hmm. expressed their interest in you and you know they're, they're serious, your impressions of the school, the campus, your future te teammates, your future uh, fellow students, what kind of an impression did it make upon you? So I visited uh, first time in uh, early August, so not a lot of the guys were here. I don't think any of the guys were here on my visit. Right. But, you know, just uh, – meeting all the coaches, um, getting to know them uh, more, and then seeing the facilities and what campus is like, uh, seeing Webster Bank, and just sitting down and talking to them, seeing uh, what they had and, like, what their vision was for me moving forward. It just all seemed to match what I wanted in a institution. And it's clear that academics are extremely important to you, as they are to any mm -hmm. student in Coach Johnson's program but you could have gone ivy league you here mm -hmm. you are at fairfield so obviously you feel you can get a pretty good education here yeah. as well maybe you know relative to the ivy league you probably mm -hmm. are coming away with the impression you can do just as well right yeah definitely for sure you know uh this year the business school here is ranked ninth in the country i think it's ahead of wharton so yeah it's one of the best yeah. business schools in the country bar none mm -hmm. um and we're not even going to mention uh what school wharton school is connected to yeah because <laughs> uh, of my princeton roots but starts with a p <laughs> yeah we so we recruit really really well kids who are very interested in business and economics <clears throat> there's a number of tremendous uh programs here uh at this campus and um 
you know, we, we all know we're number one rated regional university uh, by U.S. News and World Report. So we, we have a lot of bullets in our guns, so to speak, when we're talking academics and the networking uh, and the alumni base. Uh, we can go on for days, and I, I think Calvin and his family picked up on that pretty quickly. Well, you have already mentioned how John Carroll has just produced not only really good basketball players, but, but good students, kids who are prepared. And I read a quote from your coach mm -hmm. who he said – not only do we want guys who are ready to play basketball, we want them to be, he said, captains. We, we want to prepare guys to be captains of squads. Um, you're here at Fairfield now. Is that your mindset, Calvin, that you can not only succeed as a player here but be one of the leaders, one of the guys in front of all of this? Yeah, what uh, Coach Carroll likes to say is he wants to, uh, we're just, he wants to produce leaders and at Northfield, you're either a young leader or you're an old leader. There's no, like, grades to it. So here, um, I just want to, you know, try to be a, a vocal force in the locker room, try to lead the right way. And if I become a captain, I become a captain. If I don't, I don't. But I'm still going to lead either way. Have you been paying attention to uh, the current guy who leads the way here, Jonathan Casababa? What are you learning from him? I have. Um, he. Uh, one thing I've picked up from him is he really – really speaks his mind and uh, lets you know how he's feeling, which is different than me because I'm more laid back and, like, if I don't have to speak, I don't. But, <laughs> like, I prefer to be quieter. I'm more of a mellow guy. But to lead sometimes you don't – you can't be that. You have to be vocal more. Let, yeah, yeah, let's just say that will be an area of growth for Calvin <laughs> as he goes from sophomore to junior to senior year. Okay. And, and don't don't be surprised if, if he's at the – the head of the table uh, in a couple of years. We'll see. So Sunday, my Cowboys are on. And so I got it on a TV. So I'm on a computer. I'm trying to get the game, your game on TV. And I go on the BC website. I can't just on audio only. So I want to know, like, when you hit the first three, you felt good? I did, yeah. Second three? Thir by your fifth three, were you, like, talking junk to the other team? Were you giving the three ball sign to your friends? Or uh, I always <laughs> talk a little smack. I got that edge to me. The funny thing about that, though, guys, is I, I, I and I didn't notice that, um, which is good. So he, he's <laughs> he's figured out the Larry Bird way of doing it, yeah, you know. Good, yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't think there were any highs or lows with the kid, and I think that's important. Yeah. Um, it's not like he was playing out of his mind. He he shoots the ball really well in practice. We chart our numbers. Uh, he's one of the best shooters on our team. He carried that over in the game, and uh, if he sticks with it and keeps his head down and continues to work hard. Um, I think that he can continue to shoot the ball well and help put us in positions to win a basketball game. That's that's what we brought him here for. What was it like playing in front of um, all the family and friends? I'm sure this is a – I know a lot of them made it to the Army game, and mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of them are going to make it to a lot of these games. You're in New England. But uh, you were in your backyard, so to speak, when you played at BC on Sunday. What was that like playing in front of that big group? Yeah, it was great. You know, some of my friends uh, – I didn't even know they came until after the game. They were waiting for me outside the bus. Um it was just great to put on a put on a great performance in front of a uh, a lot of uh close uh friends that have been through the through the gauntlet with me they've watched my highs and my lows throughout high school and here so far so it was great to just really put on a good show for them it was unfortunate that we lost though that's the big thing can't really be that psyched about a performance if you end up losing the game good answer have you ever played before on uh Conti forum have you ever played in that court before i have not never no. We uh, don't want to hold you up too much longer because 
you are headed to an exam, correct? An accounting exam, yes. An account. Now, is this is the you said you're? <laughs> which <laughs> Joe is imitating what he did through all. <laughs> of I don't. You, there's no way you took an accounting. Class. I I was a business major. You a were marketing major. The only thing I could tell you about my my experience, I remember. I kept putting economics off. I put it off to my senior, hoping they would drop it from the freaking <laughs> curriculum. But unfortunately, I had a good professor, Dr. Buss. But, yeah, I got through. I got through. Nice. I did what I had to do. Nice. <laughs> uh, what are the other courses you're taking as part of your uh, first semester load? Uh, there's a freshman English called uh, Text and Context. I took that. Uh, took Intermediate Spanish, um, Calculus, Accounting. And um, it's all right. Don't worry about it. That's all right. What? How many finals? I mean, people don't. Kids don't take finals. Well, let me ask this: Is the the calculus final out of the way? No, that's on Wednesday. That's Uh, tomorrow morning, eight a.m. So you, they still give finals. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. finals papers. Mm -hmm. Joe, where have you been, man? No, no. I I (laughs) thought everything. I thought people in this day and age. I haven't been in the classroom since 1979. I ain't going back. That's damn sure. But the point is, I I thought they did away with finals. I thought a lot of stuff was like online and papers and. Yeah, no, they still do a fair amount of in class. There, there is some online, um, and and like I said, some papers you can submit online. But this Mm. is in class, and uh, fingers crossed for Calvin. just like he was ready for Boston College, I think he'll be ready for this afternoon. So we'll we'll let him get out of All here. All right, we're going to yeah. do that. We're going to check up on how you did. That's when <laughs> we see you after the break. After when we get into the MAC, yeah. we uh, we want that GPA as part of uh, your stat line. We'll we'll go points, rebounds, assists, and GPA during one of our next broadcasts. Hey, it was really great spending some time with you, Calvin, and we really appreciate the fact that you sat down with all of this on your mind right now. Joe and I are real happy that we're not where you are right now heading into that classroom, but as Coach Johnson said, I'm sure you'll nail it. Thanks uh, very much for spending some time with us. That's Calvin Whipple. We're not wrapping this thing up just yet. We're going to let Calvin go, and uh, we're going to circle back, as I said, Coach, to that uh, BC game. Uh, you've already talked a lot about that BC game. Now let's talk about – let me cut to the quick here. The team's 2-9, and nine, mm-hmm. but, you know, Joe and I have seen some of the games. We've watched some of the games online. Yeah. We've been a lot like a fan in some parts, in some ways, kind of following it uh, from more of a distance than we usually do. But, but Joe and I talk a lot about your team, and we both have the same <laughs> approach – you're you're a lot better than two and nine, and I just went down the cliche rabbit hole right there. Sure, but but you are. I know a lot of people listening to this want you to make that case. Okay, why is this team when you get going in the MAC? Why are we going to see a team that is much different than what say a two and nine record at this point would indicate? Well, I I think. You'll see that if you see what I see. If you see what you see, then, you know, God bless you. I mean, you know, what I see, you look at the numbers, you know. And uh, so the NCAA has a new version of the RPI. They call it net. And they they crunch all these numbers. And it's an analytical approach that I really, I really like. Um, And it it factors in offensive efficiency, defensive efficiency, margin of um, victory, neutral home site, all this good stuff. Um, we actually rate, uh, we're, we're coming in at 271 um, with, with only two wins. Uh, you know what's really interesting is we rank higher than Army. Now, I, I find that interesting not only because we played Army 
um, and lost by three points, but we've subsequently lost three games since then. Mm -hmm. And what it tells you is that our schedule is very, very challenging. Um, there are close games that we're going to win, um, but while we're doing that, we're, going, we're, we're getting better within the game. Um, again, like addressing rebounding, free throws, uh, three-point field goal percentage, um, getting guys like a Calvin or a Felix uh, more integrated and more comfortable uh, in Division One basketball. And so the version of Fairfield that you're seeing now, six weeks ago, we weren't this good. Um, I do think our schedule has been very, very challenging. That's just what it is. Um, talent and experience equals wins in close games. And that part's eluded us, but we're getting more experience mm -hmm. each game. And so I'm not saying, hey, bring on Iona Ryder. It's a layup, but I'm saying we're going to be much prepared for those guys because of what we've gone through. That's a fact. That's how I see it. Um, I know that's how our team feels, our coaches feel. And so um, we've been able to progress and get better, and um, I, think, I think we'll be there. First and foremost, we're dealing with New Hampshire right now sure. and trying to deal with uh, our preparation for them. Come All right, Saturday. Let's, we have some other things we want to cover you know, in quick order, but let's jump to New Hampshire. You brought them up. Yeah. Uh, this is a big week of preparation for your final non-conference game, uh, big meaning that it's your final non-conference game with an opportunity to get into the MAC season with a positive mindset off of a win, and you're dealing with guys taking exams and – been traveling around a lot. It's a, as we mentioned in our last uh, episode, this is a challenging time of the year. So what? take us uh, through the sequence here leading up to New Hampshire. How are you getting ready for that game and the kinds of things you're going to need to do against them to come away with a win? Well, they shoot a lot of threes, okay? So they've, they've kind of embraced the, the Golden State way of playing or even just college basketball in general. A lot of three-point shooters. Um, they have uh, a couple of inside-out guys who are very talented um, that we have to deal with. Um, and they like to, if you switch on to them, they like to post you up. Um, if you're late getting out to them uh, at the three-point line, they'll, they'll shoot it. Um, they've, they've had uh, some different rotations, and they're playing a lot of a mix of different guys. Uh, we think a little bit in terms of our preparation, uh, like we did with Bucknell. They had one post guy. And then just a bevy of shooters. The shooters just kept coming and coming and coming. And so that's what we're going to have to do is guard the three-point line uh, very well, but also rebound. Uh, misses are often long, and uh, we got to battle for those. So we're going to be challenged at the three-point line and rebounding-wise. We think we're playing much better in transition. Despite our 12 first-half turnovers, that still sticks with me. I feel like we're um, executing very well in the half court. So those things got to hold. Um, it's it's really interesting. We've you know we've been on the road a lot, yep. and and uh, we've dropped uh, you know a few games in a row right now, and the enthusiasm is still there. You know it, it, it's bubbling. Uh, you know we're not we're, we don't have our head in the sand. We we realize what our record is, but we're also looking at how we're playing and how much better it is. And you know it's it's a confident group. I I say that, and you guys might think I'm crazy. It's it's a confident group. Uh, we just got to hold to it. Get to that last minute or two and make the play that that's eluded us a few times in order to get us over the hump. Neftali Alvarez was one of the players making those kinds of plays, certainly still capable of making those kinds of plays, has hit a little bit of a lull in the last couple of games. Where is he at and what does he need to do to get back to where he was? He's fully healthy. We've watched more film between myself and the rest of our coaching staff with him. He's so coachable. 
I mean, so coachable. And here's here's something I want to tell you, and I, I hope our, our listeners are paying, our, our fans are paying close attention in terms of the quality of kids. We, we have talent, and then we have quality kids that allows us to go really far together. He was one of the first guys in our locker room after we debriefed and, you know, uh, about the game. He was one of the first guys who went up to Itis and said, you played really well today. Now, now, what, it, what does that tell you about the quality? The kid is so humble. Um, he's so fearless. He's, he's, he's just a really good player. And, yeah, he's had a couple off games. But for him to applaud a teammate um, who basically spelled him and had us, going, had us playing at a high level while he was sitting on the bench cheering for him, it tells you about this group. Um, and Jonathan says a lot. We're, we're able to go further together because we are together. If we were about ourselves and, and trying to do it by ourselves, we might go fast. We might have a little blip here or there. But I think this group will go really far together because we're sticking together. So um, Neff will get it right. Uh, there's some film sessions that we've watched that I think have been helpful. And he's, he's an open book. He's, he's, uh, he's coachable. And so I think he'll improve on the things that he needs to improve on. Taj Benning on Sunday uh, didn't get in the uh, reason behind that no no health issue nothing like that um, we kind of rode the wave of, of Neff um, Itis Felix Landon and Calvin um, Calvin had some DNPs Taj had his first one Taj is n- nowhere near out of the mix nor would a Calvin and, and as we're playing through this and and, and trying to find our, our sweet spot um, you know that's what you saw but um, don't expect Taj to be out of the mix for long. And Omar's back. That's a good sign. It's huge. It's 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 How did absolutely. How do you feel after playing against an ACC team? He's good. Yeah, it was. You know, he felt great to finally get out there. Um, you know, I, I, again, you can't replay the games, but but there's some games there where there's some you know single possession game where that kid's out there, and he's grabbing an offensive rebound. He's getting a, a defensive rebound that eluded us um, at times during. The, uh, the early part of the year. He's a he's a huge – we think he's an A-10 caliber player, Joe. Um, we saw some of that going down the stretch as a freshman. Unfortunately, he, you know, he's been out, um, so he's playing a little bit of catch-up as a sophomore. We think when it's all said and done, he's an Atlantic 10-level player, um, and that's, that's certainly good enough for the MAC, and it'll def- certainly be good enough for uh, Fairfield. Well, going back to looking at New Hampshire um – you will be their fourth MAC opponent in like the last five weeks. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they lost at home to Quinnipiac, close game, six points. They lost at Niagara, four points. They play tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. You got it. Okay, against a much improved Marist team. Yep. Um, so obviously, this is going to be a tough opponent for you. I guess, generally speaking, and maybe you can apply it to New Hampshire because you already hit upon how they have different. Uh, uh, starting lineups, they have, they played 11 guys, uh, seven games or more, 13 minutes plus. Right. So your depth, I think, is going to be challenged. In, in making that statement, I, in general, with exams this week and as opposed to a normal week, how much time do you send, spend percentage-wise on your opponent and on your team? Are you just going to go in there and say, screw them, we're just going to play – well, we, you know what I'm saying? Can you yeah. put a number in that? And this week's kind of funky because of the exams. I, yeah. Give me a number. I'm sure our fans would like to know. Yeah. No, that, that, uh, so that's a good question. I, I'll tell you this. For better or worse, I've got really good coaching in, from, from Tyson and, and Mitch who do our scouts. And I really – I watch a fair amount of film, but I really entrust them 
for the scouting report and like exactly what are we going to present to the team we hash it out but I let them take the lead on that but um, with that I think that we're we're young and there's a lot of coaching we're doing within the game you know how to win games how to win possessions how not to waste possessions we talked about that last week I'm doing more of that coaching with this team than say I did last year where I could have a Jerome and Tyler who knew what was going to come out of my mouth before I said it and knew what needed to happen in the game. I don't want to digress too much, but I share this with my wife. We played Boston, Boston College. We ran an out-of-bounds play. There was a complete breakdown by BC, and Calvin got the shot. It was one of the few threes he missed. And their coach was yelling at Kai Bowman, who's their starting uh, guard, is a senior, tremendous player. And he's like, what are you doing with it? And, and Kai turned to him and said, my bad. And he patted, it, patted himself on, a, on the chest and said, my bad. And he has the understanding that it was his breakdown. Coach, I get it. And guess what? I'm going to make two or three plays coming up that are going to fix that. I got you. And that was what Jerome and Tyler brought like t- times 10 for us. I'm coaching a lot of our guys right now to get them to that moment. And when they do... It's going to be scary good, um, but that's what I'm focusing on a lot and then turn it over to Tyson Mitch. Okay, get them ready to play for New Hampshire, but I need them ready to try to win some of these possessions that have eluded us and getting us through. It's a whole lot of game management that I'm trying to do right now, and I'm enjoying it because they're learning, um, but it's, uh, it, it's work that you got to get done um, to close out some of these games. Yeah, you mentioned also, and again, I hope I don't stray too far from what we're talking about New Hampshire and and your team and everything. But you mentioned Mitch and Tyson do the scouting. Yeah. Uh, Tom Parada, he, tell people his role. And, and also maybe Stephen Elmore. People don't understand his position. Yep. So Tom is, for lack of a better term, our defensive coordinator. Okay. So Mitch and Tyson are watching most of the film and they're giving the scouting report. Tom is watching the film and looking – uh, has a fine lens in terms of defensively what do we want to do and so he's weighing in there I am weighing in if you will as an offensive coordinator um, and then we're all kind of trading passing the hat around all right so I'm looking at New Hampshire and going hey well this part scares me you know what I mean and so make sure and Tom's like yeah I agree and Mitch weighs in so we're all wearing different hats but maybe that's the lens that we might start out with Stephen and Liam Curry, who joined us this year, assistant ops. Stephen is uh, our head ops guy. They're doing everything under the sun from an administrative standpoint. Um, I empower them to weigh in on our staff meetings basketball-wise and X's and O's, which is accelerating their development as coaches. Um, They have to stop short of coaching on the court because of the NCAA rules. So they can do all the administrative stuff. They can do all the basketball stuff in our office. They can't do any instruction on the court. Maybe that'll change in a couple years. They've been talking about that. But that's, that's everyone's kind of role. And then um, you got the four coaches who are doing recruiting, 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 and that never stops. So we're all kind of wearing these different hats. Maybe we're taking a little bit of the lead um, in a certain regard, as I spelled out. And then we're all equally uh, recruiting. So it's a, it's a full-time gig, as they say. So you get um, New Hampshire on Saturday and come back. And then um, it's time to uh, get ready for a little bit of a break for uh, Christmas, which we tape these on Tuesdays. 
And so a week from as we're speaking right now is Christmas. Um, any, uh, what are your players doing? Uh, most go home, but some probably stick around. Do you host players on Christmas? Yeah, day? so we, in, in years past, we've had guys who um, can't head home. Um, you know, you think of the Omars and the Wasps and, and, and so on and Itis. Um, if they don't have a close friend that they've, someone they've befriended here or um, essentially that, that they don't crash with, they have crashed with us in the past, um, you know, basically not even crash, but just come over for the Christmas meal, you know, um, the holiday meal. Um, and then they're, um, they're allowed to be housed on campus. Okay, um, and so um, that's what they'll do. But then, you know, you don't want them alone for the holiday. Sure. A lot of them, um, especially as they get into the sophomore, junior, senior year, they'll have a friend that they go home with or think about, like Thomas Nolan is right down the road. So they'll crash with Thomas or someone who's local. Tyler has had guys go home with him in the past. He's only a couple hours away. Um, Calvin, you can imagine, might take one or two of the guys home. But if anyone's here on campus, I'll have them come over to my house um, for, for the meal. Or Tom uh, Parado will have them come over to their house. Um, exams end Wednesday, so we're going to have a whole lot of time to get in the gym, do some shooting, skill work sessions, um, things like that. Um, and then, you know, after the holiday, obviously, we're preparing for the MAC. Yeah, when the, so Christmas is a, a Tuesday this year. You're back in the gym on Wednesday getting ready for the MAC? You got it. You got it. Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, in that case, then, uh, just a little housekeeping. As I just mentioned a few moments ago, we taped these on Tuesdays. We'll look forward, Coach, to taping the next one a week from this coming Friday. So that, I believe, would be December the 28th. So if you are uh, following us on the podcast uh, a day or two after December 28th, that next one will, will drop. I'm, I'm learning the lingo, Joe, podcast drop they tell me so we'll, <laughs> we'll drop this one uh, right around with the new year's <laughs> ball dropping what another smooth segue huh <laughs> joe's telling me to wrap it up joe's the guy that usually i have to give that to him <laughs> yeah. he's telling me to wrap it up well i'll wrap it up by uh, first of all extending uh, all of our listeners and fairfield fans very uh wishes for a very merry christmas and coach and joe i, I know you want to do the same happy as well. holidays to all our faithful fans um the ones who support our players our coaches um the ones who just love fairfield through and through it's a, it's a special place we're doing a lot of great things at university level in the athletics department it's a good place to be and i hope everyone has a, a safe and happy holiday season absolutely guys great holidays uh, be safe and uh, go stags let's do it this has been another edition of open court with sydney johnson joe DeSantis. I'm Bob Huesler. Next week, we will recap that Fairfield game at New Hampshire, their final non-conference game, and then we will get you ready for the max season. Until then, you have yourselves a very Merry Christmas. The Open Court Podcast is a presentation of Fairfield University Athletics. For future podcasts, videos, news, stats, and coverage of Fairfield Stags men's basketball, log on to fairfieldstags.com.